Blog Talk Radio.
again departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon. He came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears. And he spat and touched the tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephesus, that is, be open. And immediately his ears were opened and the impediment of his tongue was loosed. And he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. This particular story takes place in the book of Mark. Mark's gospel is unique. It is not a biography of Jesus like Matthew or Luke. It does not dwell on Jesus' family history. Instead, this gospel is a record of Jesus' actions and Jesus' achievements. It presents Jesus as a savior king who conquers demons, disease, and death. The story takes place as Jesus is departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon. In the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Now by this time, the name of Jesus has spread throughout the land. Some were calling him a prophet. Some called him the chosen one some even the Messiah. But whoever or wherever he traveled, people wanted to see Jesus. See, the people in the region were suffering, be it the poor, the sick, or the shut-in. I guess it reminds us of modern day, and everybody has something going on in their lives. Nowadays, in times of trials and tribulations, war over here, earthquakes over here, you have catastrophes everywhere you look. We need Jesus. Some are just You go to the doctor, and the doctor gives you medication for one thing, and it just causes a problem somewhere else. Some may even be just tired, worn down, 
feeble. You just can't get yourself together to shut in. Everybody has problems in their life, be it them or their loved ones. Everyone knows somebody who's going through some sort of trial, some sort of tribulation. But these people, these people in the scripture had heard that Jesus was passing through. The scripture says, then they brought to him one who was deaf, speech impediment. Now, the Bible doesn't say that this man was one of great stature or he was well known in the region. But the scripture does say that they brought the man to Jesus and begged the Lord, saying, put your hands, put your hands on him now. See, these men or women, whoever they may have been, They believed. They had heard about the things that Jesus had did. And they believed. They believed in the power of Jesus. They were believers. They had faith in our Lord. Prayed, and they begged Jesus, saying, Just touch him, Lord. Just put your hands on him, Father. See, Jesus, Jesus looked at their faith and their belief in him. Isn't that what we as Christians long for today? We try and petition our Savior, hoping that he hears our prayer. Hoping that he can just touch us hoping that he can just smile upon us, hoping that he can just guide us out of the muck and the melee. The word says that Jesus took the man aside from the multitude and put his fingers in the man's ears and and spat it and touched his tongue. Then he looked up towards heaven The Bible says he sighed. He took a deep breath and said, be open. The word says immediately, immediately, his ears were opened. And the impediment of his tongue was loosed. And he spoke plainly. They were marveled. They were astonished. The Bible says, the word says, he, was done, he has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. And when you sit back and, and you think about the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living, our hearts have to rejoice. See, it makes me, makes me sit back and, and makes me think about all the times in our lives we didn't know how to fix a problem. It makes me 
think back all the times in our lives that we were falling short. It makes me think back about how many times in our lives we've been in a, a sick bed or a sick group. It makes me sit back and think about how many times in our lives we've prayed for our loved ones. And we said, just touch them, Jesus. Just touch me, Lord. All I need is a touch from you, Savior. I know I'm a sinner, Lord, but I want to be a sinner saved by your grace. Touch me, Lord. Change my wrongs in my life. Make my wrongs right. All I need, Father God, is a touch. Just a touch from thee. See, we know we stand in the need of prayer, Father. When we call, we know you're there, see. Your hand down from heaven and, and pull us through. Touch us, Lord. For we can just touch the hem of your garment. We shall be made whole. If you touch us, Lord, we can live again. We can make everything all right again, Father God, with your unchanging hand. And see, that's what the deaf man, that's what the man with the impediment, he had to feel like. Going through life's ups and, and going through life's downs, the changes in his life every day as he struggled and as he suffered and as he tried to figure out what I'm going to do next, he knew, oh, I needed was a touch from Jesus. Now, I don't know if the people went and got the man or the man pleaded, just take me. Just take me to Jesus. Because I know if you take me to Jesus, everything is going to be all right. I heard about a man that, that can do all things. I heard about a man that can help anybody. And that's what we need to do today. Although we may be falling short, Father God, Although we may be doing the wrong things right now, Father God, all I need is a touch, is a touch, Lord, from you. If we stumble and we fall, we know that you can wash away our sins, Lord, and make us whole again. All we need, Father God, is a touch from you, Jesus. We know you can do all things but fail. And when we have to sit back and, and, and think about the pressures that we go through in life, Father God, we know it can get overwhelming. But the Bible says you were wounded for our transgression. You were bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. And with your stripes, Jesus, we are healed. And see, that just 
makes me want to break it down just a, a little bit. Although we go through changes in life, although we have pressures on us all the time in life, Jesus dealt with his own pressures. Jesus dealt with his own trials. Jesus dealt with his own tribulations. You see, in the Bible it says that Jesus went to the garden. Jesus went to the garden of Gethsemane with Peter, James, and, and John, and he told them, just watch as I pray. And Jesus knew, although he was healing this one and, and feeding this multitude and, and walking on water, he came for a reason. He came to pay the price. Jesus knew what he had to do in life, and the child and the tribulations and the pressure of it all. The Bible says Jesus got down in the garden on bended knees. They said the sweat was coming from his brow. It was like blood. It was like blood. It was sweating so much, the pressures of dealing with what he had to face. And I sit back and, and I think about it. All those prayers that Jesus sent up to Father God, but he said, let thy will be done, Father God. Not my will. Let thy will be done. And, and when he got up, he knew what he was about to face. They took our Savior and they, they, they set him up and they chastised him. They whipped him until flesh fell from his bones. They sit back there and they chastised him. They put thorns on his head. They put a tree on his back and they walked him up Galgatha's hill. The pressures and the trials and the tribulations of life that Jesus had to face. But he knew he came for a reason. And when they got him up on the hill and they stretched him wide and they hung him, and they hung him on the cross. Jesus says, if I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me, not some men, all men unto me. That's what he came for, and he gave up the ghost just so you and I can have a right to the tree of life. So now when we get down on bended knees, I can say in confidence, Lord, I, I thank you for everything that you've done for me. Father God, I, I thank you for making my wrongs, Father God. I thank you for making my time just to roll on a little while longer. Although my, my hearing might not be well, although my speech may not be too well, but I do know I have a God that sits high and looks low, and he can do all things but fail. Thank you, Father God, for making my stumbling blocks my stepping stones. Thank you, Father God, for everything that you've done for me. That's all we have to do. Give God the praise. Give God the honor. He can do all things in the same way, the same way that he healed this man is the same way he can heal us. Everything was for a purpose. The Bible does not say 
the man's name. He does not give what stature this man was. This man could have been you. This man could have been I. That just lets me know that God has no respectable thing. He can help anybody. Anybody, all you got to do is call on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He can bring you through. He can make, he can make everything all right. Yes, the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy, great joy comes in the morning. All we got to say is text me, Father God. Text me just a little bit more, Father. I need you in my life. The Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He will never leave you. Nor will he forsake you. He'll be there every day. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. See, there's power in the name of Jesus. Regardless of your struggles, regardless of your ups, regardless of your downs, there's power in the name of Jesus. Second Timothy 1, 7 says, For the Spirit of God gives us power. Power in the name of Jesus. All we have to do is call on him. Have faith in Jesus. When our problems come up in life, call on Jesus. Ask for just a little touch. Can't get right. Call on Jesus. Ask him just to text me, Father. When your loved one gets sick, call on Jesus. Ask just touch him, Father God. Just touch him. That name above every name. He's the light of the world. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the way, the truth, and the life. Just ask, Father God, touch me, Lord. Touch me, Father. Touch me, Lord. I need you in my life, Lord. And Hebrews 4.16 says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Jesus said, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. Trust in Jesus. Trust him. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Don't worry about your tomorrows. Cast your cares on him. Don't let temptation overtake you. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, don't let temptation overtake you. He won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. You may be struggling right now, but everything is going to be all right. Just ask 
for a little touch from Jesus. Although we may have stumbled and fell, he can wash away our sin. He can make us whole again. Just put your head in his unchanging head. Jesus can do all things but fail. Trust in the Lord and just ask for a little touch, a little touch for I want to thank Apostle Mercer for the opportunity this morning for you to bless my soul just by talking about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord, Father God, touch every soul. Under the sound of mine, bring them closer to thee, Father God, for we need you in our lives. Touch us, Lord, and we shall be touched. Keep us, Lord, and we shall be kept. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen again. Thank you, Jesus. Your unchanging hand that will not waver, even when I'm worried, weak, and worn out, filled with doubts about tomorrow, because I felt in pain yesterday. Cause I made so many mistakes, I mean I stumbled and fell, and I did not think I could ever be made over, cleaned up, but somehow I believe tonight, and if you put your healing hand on me, every one of my sins, every one of my Again, again, it says that all I need. 
You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. We just heard Brian Courtney Wilson and that dynamic speaker, Reverend Ray Lucas. Again, we heard from Reverend Ray Lucas, and we thank you so much for tuning in. Truly, the men of God are awesome, awesome in the Word of God. You can hear the speakers each week, Monday through Fridays, uh, from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m., as well as on Sunday mornings from 8.30 to 9. We have some awesome speakers through the week. We have Pastor Annie Gaskin on Wednesdays, and we have Apostle Lockamy on Thursday. As you heard, um, Reverend Ray Lucas on Sundays and Minister Michael Gray. We have so many people who are calling in to rightly divide the word of truth. So God bless you again. We have a special little soldier here this morning that he wants to be on the radio. He is my little grandson, and we're going to interview him today. The Bible says train up a child the way you want him to go. So when he get old, he won't depart from it. Okay, let us get his name. Turn around. What's your name? Ronnie. What's your name? Ronnie. And how old are you, Ronnie? Four. You four years old? Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you love Jesus? Mm-hmm. Can you sing us a song for Jesus? Go ahead. Yes, right. yes, yes, because the Bible. That was a good one. Can you do it again? Yes, Jesus loves me because the Bible tells me so. Wow, let's give him a hand clap. Woo! And what about this little light of mine? Can you sing that one? This little light of mine. Uh-huh. Now 
out your numbers to 20. Can we have some numbers? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Well, you heard it. You heard it for yourself, the little teeny soldier himself. We love the Lord. And his name is Ronnie, what, Ronnie the Third? Mm-hmm. Ronnie, Ronnie the Third. Ronnie the Third. He's four years old. We call him the Miracle Baby because when he was born, he came early, and they wanted to make sure that his heart was great and that he could be born in the world, and he came out, and he is so tall. You're such a genius. You're a smart fella. I'm so proud of my little grandson. I just love it. we got to sing this little light of the mind one more time, okay? This little light of mine. Loud. Go ahead. This little light of mine. Uh-huh. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine. What about Yes, Jesus Love Me? One more time. Yes, Jesus loves me because the Bible tells me so. Woo-hoo. I tell you, God is so good. You did so good. You're a genius. I'm so proud of you. You get a pizza. Yes, you get a pizza for being such a smart boy. Yes, when my grandson was born, that he came two to three months early, and they was monitoring his heart, and that we thank God that his heart was strong enough that he was able to be born as well as his mom was okay. And that, believe it or not, all that voice that you just heard, he had a problem with choking, that most of the time he eats food, he would choke. And he's done that for all four years of his life. So finally he's able to swallow food, and able to digest his food. God is so good. Say, yes, God is good. Yes, God is good. Say, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Why do you love him? Why? Does he make you feel better? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, well, tell everybody bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, well, go ahead on in there. <laughs> you know, it's so very nice. I remember as a little girl myself, here, you want to play with this right now? Here, you want to write me something, draw me a pretty picture? Mm-hmm. I remember as a young girl myself, when I was coming up, my mom would always teach me this little light of mine. She would always give me all of those songs to sing. And when I was a little kid, I could not wait to sing the song and go to the church. The Bible always say that, here, sweetie pie, the Bible always say that you're supposed to train up a child the way you want them to go. I started out in ministry, not too loud, okay, so they can hear me, okay? Here, I started out in ministry. I had two kids. I had two little children came to my house. One was two-year-old. I think another one was maybe three years old. And and they would ask me, is it church yet? They asked me, is it church yet? And one had a bottle, the other one had a little diaper on, and they was just wanting to have a church. From that, from two kids, I had 30 children that would come to my house. That's how I started out in youth ministry. And from there, that people would donate 
cars and vans so I could take them somewhere. And they could also, um, they would give us little treats to go to McDonald's. And from there, people was given building. I think I was given about four church buildings for my church ministry. The last building I had, okay, quiet, I can talk, okay? The last building I had, I think it could hold maybe about a 1,000 people. And the building was $350,000, an owner an owner of the church building, he was so impressed that the children wanted to come to church that he gave me one of his little TBN um, churches. And this one was beautiful. It had chandeliers, red carpet. It had um, beautiful walls, the great parking lot. And the church itself was $350,000. From there, we moved to another building, which was 500000 So I truly, God was so good that... We started out as youth ministry, and the community just supported all the youth, and it grew from a children's church to a church, and we was able to extend the building to um, other ones that was interested in having church services. Today, that same church that started out as a children's church is one of the uh, one of the main uh, churches in the community, and a lot of people go there. So it doesn't matter. You know, the testimony is that when you do things from your heart, even with little children and treat them special, look how God blessed. He had, He gave us a sponsor that let us use multi, um, multi-buildings, very costly buildings for the children. He was able to sponsor a computer school for the kids, and from there they opened up a school. It all started with just the children ministry. And... And I'm telling you, that has been the most rewarding experience. Okay, take this over there. Here. So I wanted to bring my grandson on because he is a miracle from God. He was able to. Here, take this. Here, and write Mommy and Daddy a beautiful letter. I'll be in there a minute, okay? You're such a genius, a smart fella. And we were able to really just stretch out. I remember when I started my church, and because I was exposed to children ministry, I had to do a back-to-school prayer. We had 300 children that try to fit in a building that only holds 25. So we had to pray out in the street. We made one of the biggest prayer circles for kids before they went back to school. But I started out as a youth pastor and from there um, was able to help others in the ministry. So children ministry is so important. I never will forget God said to me, he said, if you can work with children, you can work with adults. And I could have never understood that. And one day God showed me that adults act just like children. Yes, we do. Adults act just like children. We have our temperament. We have our mood swing. We don't like to share. We want to fight. Uh, we playful. Uh, <laughs> we busy. So, you know, children ministry is so very important. And God even told his disciples, to uh, don't stop the kids from coming to the services to hear him preach, and that he said forbid them not because they are so important. They are the next generation. So I thank God uh, for my grandson because, as I said, he came two to three months early. He didn't have a full-term pregnancy in his mother's womb, and that he had a problem on swallowing. He choked all the time milk, food, anything that he had, and God just fixed it, that he was able to breathe, he's able to eat normally, and he's grown up to be a tall little fine fella. 
and he loved to sing his Jesus song. He makes up songs all the time about Jesus. And I said, where your Jesus at? And he'll rub his little neck because he knew that's where God healed him at. So God bless you. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. We're starting out on uh, something really good today. We had a good word from Reverend Ray Lucas. As I try to encourage you, great and small, no matter what the age of the children, that they are always special to the Lord, and God love us all. You just have to stay in. You just have to stay in courage, and to know that your God can do anything but fail. I made a special um, song on Friday that people seem like they they really really enjoyed it. So I want to uh, play that this morning as well. We are going to um, sit back now, relax, and enjoy our uh, broadcast that we play. Sometimes on Friday nights, I like to have, a, as I call, my little concert. And today I just want to reverence and praise God as I spend time with my grandson. Remember, spend time with loved ones, with your sister, your brother, little grandkids, your parents. Family is so very, very important. So you want to fellowship um, a lot with your family. I think he's coming back. Did you want to say something? Can you give us a prayer before we leave? You want to pray to Jesus before we go? Okay. Come, let's hear. How do you bless your food first? Okay. Tell us the prayer you say for your food. Say it. Go ahead. God's good. Let us thank you for this food. Amen. Say it again. God is good. Let us thank you for this food. Amen. Amen. So let us pray for the little children. Let's ask Jesus to bless the little children. Go ahead and pray for them. God is good. Say, God. God. Bless the little children. Bless, bless, bless the little children. Bless the teachers. Bless the teachers. Bless them in school. Bless them in school. Help them to be safe. Help them to be safe. Help them to be healthy. Help them to be healthy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. All right, we're going <laughs> to. He wanted to come back and say one more thing. He just like he just like his uh, nana. He have no shame in his game. <laughs> what is it now? What you want to say now? Mm-hmm. You just taking over this radio. Go ahead. What you want to say? Mm-hmm. Say I love you. I love you too. God is great. God is great. Okay, he say he love you too. God is great. <laughs> so let us just sit back, relax, as we abase ourselves. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. We're having a good time in the Lord. Uh-oh, he's feeling silly right now. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. I am here with my little grandson this morning talking about Jesus. Yes, and we just heard Reverend Ray Lucas. Do listen to us now. Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, we have awesome speakers from around the world. We will be bringing in those from Pakistan and also Jamaica and then we will have, like I said on Sundays, we have different speakers as well. So God bless you. We're going to sit back and listen to our broadcast that uh, was made for us on Friday. God bless you. I love listening to different music. Amen. This is a song that my mom loves. My mom loved this song. God bless you. I was born by the river 
as the songwriter says, be still and hold on to my hand. You just heard from Yolanda Adams, and truly, I love listening to that song. It is so beautiful. Let us listen to Jason Nelson now, and God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Boycast. songwriter says that we are shifting the atmosphere. 
We are shifting the atmosphere to a song of praise and worship. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast, and we want you to sit back and relax and shift in the atmosphere and worship God. Amen. C.C. Wynum said we are never lost, and we can never lose the battle when we turn it over to God. And he believes in us, and we have to believe in him that he will never lose a battle for us. God bless you, and let us listen to Nathaniel Basie. Amen. Amen. 
God bless you again. <laughs> We're having a little busy day today at the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. You know, I wanted my grandson to come on today because it's truly a blessing to spend time with him, and I wanted to give that testimony to encourage women and families out there. When uh, my daughter-in-law was pregnant with my grandson, she went to the doctor just to get a regular checkup. She was three months in, uh, from the pregnancy. She was about maybe about six months. And she had three more months to go for full term. And when she uh, went to the doctors, believe it or not, she started uh, having the baby prematurely. And the doctors were so concerned because she started swelling to the point that her body was twice the size of its normal weight and the oxygen level was being cut off for the baby. And the baby um, couldn't breathe in the womb and the mother was having difficult breathing because of the swelling. So they wanted to um, induce the labor as well because she started having complications at the end of her pregnancy. And remember now, this was just a doctor's visit. My son called me and he said, Ma, he said, I need you to come to the hospital because uh, my wife is having a baby before it's time. I said, I can't come right now. I'm busy. He said, what you doing? I said, I'm praying. I said, when I finish praying to God, I'll be there. And he know that I'm a prayer person. So he said, Ma, you go ahead and pray. And when you finish praying, you come to the hospital. And when I, I went to the hospital, uh, praise be to God that the baby was able to come out natural birth, but he still um, was on a ventilator, and, and they put him on an oxygen machine. And my daughter-in-law, of course, she was swollen at the time, and they was trying to um, get her body to maintain a normal weight. For some reason, she just swelled up and her blood pressure went up as well. So, you know, when I got there, I just thank God that the baby lived and not died. I thank God that it was a healthy baby and that the mom was all right as well as the child because this was a doctor's visit. Um, through that, they wanted to keep the baby in the hospital for a year because it was so premature and that um, they was concerned about the, um, his oxygen level. And, of course, myself, you know, besides the God, we have doctors out here and we have nurses out here, and we thank God for medication. But I believe in miracle signs and wonders. You know, I believe that God can do anything but fail. So along with the doctors and everything, I was praying on my end, the doctors was doing his medication on the other end. And that um, the baby did eventually, my, my daughter-in-law decided that rather than keep the baby in the hospital a whole year and check his breathing level, it was too stressful on the baby to go through it as well as the mom. She brought the baby home. <laughs> she has my personality. She's a bold soldier. So she signed the baby out against the doctor's orders, and she decided that as a mom she was trained to uh, have a baby and her body was made to take care of a baby. And she wasn't going to leave the baby in a hospital uh, on a breathing machine, so she took the baby home against the doctor's orders and everything else. So they had to send nurses and 
different ones to the house to check on her and the child, and she did what she said her body was made for, to take care of her kid. And, of course, I was praying all along the way because I know she has my little my little uh, stubborn streak. <laughs> so we prayed for the baby. The problem was that because of the baby so premature that every time he would drink milk, he would spit up. If he would do the breast milk, he'd spit up. He did natural milk spit up. No food could stay on his stomach. And I called my godmother, Apostle Mary Ogburn, who also believed in miracles. That's the lady that I told you that God used her, that someone had died twice, and they would send them down to the mark, and she prayed for them, and they set up with the sheet over their head. So I called my godmother, and I said, the baby is here prematurely. Um, nothing won't stay in his stomach. He's choking on everything that goes in his mouth. He's choking. And she said, I'm going to touch and agree with you. We laid hands on my grandson. I laid hands on my grandson's throat while she prayed for him over the phone. And we just decreed a miracle. And ever since then, the baby has been able to swallow, not to the point of choke that he get in despair, but he uh, is able to swallow his milk and his food, and sometimes he would still strangle. Can you imagine you eat morning, noon, and night, and every time you eat, you vomit or you spit up your food? And the baby was such underweight, and no matter what it was, it could be just a little bit of applesauce, he would spit up. He could drink one or two sips of milk, he would spit up. He drank water, he would spit up. So his little body was dehydrating as well. But thanks be to God that um, through that, the food was able to uh, stay. He stopped with all the choking, and he's been going through that. And we kept the faith and believing that God was going to retain not only his body, but he was going to retain the food and the milk and that he'll be a healthy, normal baby. And the baby just turned four years old. He's able to swallow now, to swallow his food, to swallow uh drink or, or milk or whatever he needs as far as food intake, and he survived. Praises be to God. We just believe in miracles. we just silly like that. If God can't do it, it can't be done. So like I told my son, I made a decision. I wasn't coming to the hospital to panic, and hopefully she had the baby. I went outside, looked up to heaven, started praying to God, and I said, God, you give gifts. Children are a gift from God. And that God gives gifts not to take them away. And that if we can have the faith and pull on the hem of his garment, and we just trust God, the miracles do happen. So I thank God that my grandbaby is here today singing this little light of mine, and he's able to drink his little apple juice without, um, you know, spitting it up. And his mother is alive and well. And, of course, my son is happy. <laughs> What my son said from that, he said, Mom, well, this will be the only grandchild you see. I said, I'm not going to have a granddaughter. He said, no, he almost didn't make it. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you that God is still in the healing business. I know this is not the normal radio show, but, you know, you got to glorify God in everything. You can't get so sanctimonious. It's like when, you know, in the church service, that you have a program and you're going to make the announcements, you're going to do the sick and shut-in, you're going to do the choir, the offering, then you're going to do the preach word, and it follows a format. 
when you deal with the Holy Spirit, the the uh, the program is subject to change. When you deal in the presentation of God, He doesn't follow format. He don't like to be boxed in. So whatever God has on the agenda, that's what you go with. I am sure there's somebody that needed to hear about a sick child that God can heal. There's somebody needed to know that there's complications that God is miraculous. What he did yesterday, he's able to do today. You just got to believe it by faith and that God can do anything but fail. We thank God for that, and I'm glad that my grandson is over here as a testimony. As I said, this is not the normal, the preach word, the music, the praise, and the worship. This is testimony time. So God bless you as you get ready to go on your way. Just know that you, you know, in the process of you just moving out, that you have a real God, a loving God, a care God. He hears everything and knows everything. He knows everything that's going on today, what will happen today. And you keep it in prayer, and you just worship him and to ask him to cover you all through the day. Because, you know, we go through spiritual warfare, seen and unseen dangers, but when we are saved, when you have accepted the death, burial, resurrection, when you be uh, can believe in miracle signs and wonders, when you trust God, he can do anything but fail. You know, I had someone also ask me to pray for someone that had went in the hospital, and they were brain dead, and they had a stroke which left them as being brain dead. And the person had died, and the person commented that, wow, the prayer did not work, and I said, yes, it did. Because when I check with my God, can you imagine that a person have a stroke, and they are a total vegetable at this point. They don't know if they're alive or dead. They're breathing off a respirator. They're not able to make decisions for themselves or even open their eyes, move their hand and leg. They are totally dead. They're just limb, brain dead. And they're living off a machine. And God is so merciful and kind. I think about another testimony of my own mom. When my mother died, I was so upset because I was like, I wanted God to heal my mom. And God showed me that if he healed my mom in the midst of her suffering and her pain, what she went through, that she would suffer on her days out. Just like this person that, okay, God wake her up from being in a coma, but unless she wake up 100% and the doctors already said that she's brain dead, that she would be a vegetable the rest of her life that, you know, someone would not only have to feed her and clothe her and that uh, take care of her and that she's a total vegetable, that she don't even know that she's living. She's off a breathing machine. God is so merciful and kind that, you know, tragedy do happen. We just got to keep the faith. But I'd rather for my mom to be in heaven, to be somewhere in a safe haven with the Lord, than to be suffering on this earth. When my mom died, it took a lot out of me that I was just overwhelmed. And I was like, you know, I wanted my mom to live long. But when I thought about the years that she had pain, the years that she went to the doctor, the years that she took medication, the years that she would cry with aches and pains in her body, that when she took the doctor's advice and did things that she needed to do to try to help herself, she was still suffering a pain, and that when God took her home, I knew that she wouldn't have pain no more. 
that she wouldn't suffer no more and that she would be in the place where God had created her with him. So I had peace about it, and I thank God for that. You know, many a times that we want things to turn out differently, but God is still the God in charge. We just have to have the faith that it may not always be the way that we want it. Yes, we want the person who was brain dead uh, to wake up from the from the coma, even though she would be a vegetable, she would have suffered. Yes, we want, you know, like my mom to live and not go all the, the hell that she went through in her body of suffering because she um, suffered with a hole in her heart, which was painful every day of her life. But she died so that, you know, she could have peace. And, yes, I thank God that with my grandbaby that he was able to live and hold food in his mouth rather than the rest of his life, you know, just be able to not be able to swallow and to choke and to die. So even in the smallest, tiniest thing, I am so grateful to God that he made the ultimate decision that I just have to trust God in faith. So whoever this message is for today, that whatever child is suffering, whatever adult is suffering, whatever that you're going through, when all hope seems lost, and look like everything is at a loss in your life. You just got to continue to trust God and to know that God can do anything but fail. We don't know that they are our. We can't figure out all the plans of God, but you just got to keep faith. You know, Jesus walked that walk, had a faith walk. When they talked about it, when they beat him up, when they hung him on a cross, he, he took it all the way to the cross. He had a faith walk. As we go through life, we just got to trust God. You know, when we wake up in the morning, we got to praise him and remember that it's his day. Keep it holy. We got to live the best life that we can live and repent of our sins each and every day. Nobody is perfect, so we ask God to forgive us. And we try to treat each other the way we want to be treated, not tear down, criticize, kill, or destroy people, but build them up in the things of God. So I want to encourage you as well that as you um, listen to the Fivefold Ministry, we are real down-to-earth ministry. What you hear is what you get. It is raw. It is true to point that we say what God has given us. Sometimes if, if God give you a spank, just say, ouch. If your faith is so that you don't believe, if you curse God in the process, or you have not uh, stood on the word of God, then you need to repent and get it right and say, God, I'm sorry, because there is somebody greater than yourself. There is somebody that the prayers got to go through. There is somebody that can move on your behalf if you keep the faith and faint not. Ooh, glory be to God. The Bible says that we cannot faint, faint not, you know, especially when we're going through. We just got to hold on to the hem of his garment, just like the lady with the issue of blood, you know. They had all the people around. She know uh, she knew that because she was a woman, especially during that time, she had no right really to be in a crowd or the presence with men of because of the custom. And left off, touched the uh, Jesus or touched the disciple, the man or woman of God. I have seen different ones come in the town, and they so guarded by security that it's amazing if you can get close enough just to be able to see the face. Security is all around them. You know, because some people get excited and be turning at the clothes and pulling at them, so they need safety as well. But this woman was was determined that she was going to get her healing, and she believed if she could just touch the hem of God's garment. 
I believe that God can heal anybody but fail. And even if those that have passed on in the process, I believe that even it was merciful and healed them on their way out. Good God Almighty, that they didn't have to suffer like my mom. If you just touch the hem of your faith, touch the hem of his word, touch the hem of his promises, that your God can do anything but fail. So God bless you again. As I said, we come on now every day through the week. We are Monday through Fridays from 7 to 8. God has blessed us with some awesome speakers. We also are on Sunday, as you heard this morning, from Reverend Ray Lucas, as he rightly divides the word of truth. There he is. He's coming back in here. And also um, on Sundays as well. So I'll service the day that Jesus is a healer and forbid the little children not to come to him and that he's good. You want to say something else to the people about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, say something. Mm-hmm. Say it loud. Jesus, I love you. You love Jesus? Mm-hmm. All right. Are you going to sing that song that you like one more time? Go ahead. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Because the Bible tells can I get another just little light of mine? Just a little light of mine. Yeah. I'm going to let it shine. Let, let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let's do everywhere we go. Come on. Everywhere we go, I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. shine. Uh Uh-oh, that light going to shine. Come on. This little light of mine. Sing loud. This little light of mine. Yeah. I'm going to let it shine. Yeah. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Good fella, I'm so proud of you. You get them chicken nuggets today. <laughs> Can you believe it? That's the little baby that um they didn't think was gonna make it. He's the miracle baby. I love you. Can Nana finish up on the radio today? Uh-huh. And then we're gonna go to the mall and buy you a toy? Okay. <laughs> well, God bless you. Thank you for your patience. As we just try to end out our service, I'm gonna spend time with the grandbaby. Be encouraged. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Show love, ones, the love of God, and keep the faith. And to know that God is a God that cannot fail. You know, and he's not in a box. Somebody needs to hear about the goodness of God. Somebody, baby, could be sick. Somebody, mother, could be sick. Death could have been at the door. You just got to keep the faith. And don't blame God. You just got to continue to trust God that he got it, that he got it, and he can do anything but fail. So we're going to play a little more hymns as we go out. I'm going to spend time with my grandbaby today. God bless you. Put a smile on your face. Don't be so stiff, so rigid that you can't give somebody a hug. And don't always try to critique and measure up and and uh, see if it line up with the word and all this other stuff. Don't be so critical. You know, have a loving spirit and an open heart. And don't be so judgmental because as you judge people, you're judging yourself. 
God just wants us to six months to mind our own business and six months to leave others alone. If you can't say nothing kind, you can't say no loving words, if you can't even show the respect of love one to another and brothers, God wants you to be quiet. <laughs> so God bless you again. Truly, we love the Lord, and I love listening to, my, of course, my Jeff Majors, that the Lord is. Songs 23, as we go out, be blessed today. Encourage uh, the membership of your church as well as remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Go out not, you know, uh, with love in your heart, not condemnation. And don't be so critical, you know, talking about people in the churches, judging their clothes or judging what the preacher said. And even why go there? Why go to a man's house if you're going to eat his food and then talk about him? If you can't go there and love, if you can't go there in cooperation, collaboration, then you shouldn't go at all because that's another sin. You just want to go with the right attitude and the right spirit. God bless you. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. Let us listen to Jeff Majors and Songs 23. God bless you and be blessed. Amen. Would you want to say something? You want to say something again before you go? You want to tell them bye-bye? Bye-bye, Jesus. I love you. I pray to God for you. Amen. Mm. Where's that amen? You going to say amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> he said, that's enough. It's time to go. All right. God bless you all, and be blessed in the Lord. And we will resume our normal service tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Amen. And we're going to have Minister Michael Gray. Um, that's another preacher that will come on and rightly divide the word of truth. We are so blessed to have these good preachers and speakers. He'll be on tomorrow at 7. Amen. Amen. <laughs>
you again and remember that God can do anything but fail like I gave the testimony today about my grandson that the Lord was able to retain food on his stomach so that he could stop strangling and be able to live and not die and dehydrate so we thank God that he made it he's four years old he's in here today and he will be playing the organ, the piano, and the drums. He's putting on a show. Tell everybody, say bye bye. Have a nice day. Bye guys. Say have a nice day. Have a nice, have a nice day. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> be blessed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.